0: Welcome to Welcome to Primetime, a show covering the Freddy Krueger-hosted anthology series, Freddy's Nightmares, one episode at a time. I'm Brennan Klein. Every episode is brought to you by donations from listeners like you. Donations are now closed, so thank you so much for everybody who contributed. Um, This week's Patreon, who donated to The Okra Project, is Jake Fox. Our guest, once again, from the Keep Screaming podcast, it's B Bass.
1: Hello. Hi. How's it going? Oh, good. Good. So good. (laughs)
0: Um, I hope it continues to be so as we discuss season two, episode eight, Bloodlines.
1: You will find out.
0: Yeah, we will. Um, but first, (laughs) let's talk about something else. Um, it originally premiered on November twenty sixth, nineteen eighty nine. Here's what you could have watched instead: B. This weekend, Back to the Future Part Two. (sighs) What? Yeah, and nothing else because everyone knew that they weren't going to compete with that movie. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Wow. Wow. Okay, nobody saw this episode.
0: Oh, no, I don't see. Yeah, they were just watching Back to the Future Part Two for the third time probably on Sunday night.
1: And like pre-gaming with Back to the Future before they get to the theater. Wow. Um, That's amazing. That's awesome. Um, I love that entire series. I even like the third one. Yeah, no, you know, being different doesn't mean you're bad, you know? No, it just means um, you have something else to offer. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, but sadly, this is not a Back to the Future Part 2 podcast. Um, mm-hmm. This episode was written by A.L. Katz and Gil Adler. We've talked about them a lot. Um, the director was James Quinn. Uh, he didn't direct too, too much, but he was the first AD on a lot of stuff you've heard of, including the Miami Vice TV show, um, Smokey and the Bandit, and also Gremlins.
1: Gremlins! Who doesn't so- love Gremlins!
0: I, I don't know a person who doesn't.
1: I don't either. National <laughs> treasures, those gremlins.
0: If you don't, don't tweet at me. I don't give a shit.
1: Yeah, no, we don't want to hear from you.
0: Yeah, nobody cares. No. Um, the cast here, not too much, but as as Officer Webb, we have Alter Addison. He was in Watchmen as Lee Iacocca. So presumably a 45-second scene, I assume. I haven't seen Watchmen. I don't remember Lee Iacocca being like, the main villain though so
1: like the movie or the series the movie oh um okay
0: <laughs> yep i mean i've that... seen
1: that but that doesn't mean anything
0: yeah i but it, it sounds like that would be like a kind of cameo thing but who Watch, knows it's
1: like a main character i don't know it's been too many years since i've seen that movie
0: yeah i, I saw it when it came out in like what oh It's it's been a minute
1: yeah i saw i saw that in theaters
0: yeah, all three hours of it. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. And as Woody Burton, we have Mark Alimo. He was in a bunch of stuff that um, you've probably heard of. Tango and Cash, Total Recall, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, um, and also this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you cannot forget, Freddy's Nightmares.
0: Of course. Uh, everyone's like, oh, Mark Alimo from Freddy's Nightmares? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Fade in Springwood some time ago as the Chiron says um we're listening to the radio it's shortly after freddy krueger has been released from prison um and subsequently murdered um the the news reporter is like no indictment for credit freddy, Kr- freddy krueger he's been burned alive so that's the last we'll hear about that guy
1: <laughs> <laughs> ha ha ha
0: yeah like i know it's it's meant to be like, we're supposed to be like, oh, we know what's going to happen with him. But I just couldn't get over the fact that he just called him that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so casual. um Sorry, what were we going to say?
1: Nothing. Absolutely oh. nothing.
0: Fair enough. I just heard you breathe and I was like, B needs to speak. Mm-hmm. No, um, just to breathe. Yeah, that's also fair. You, know, Thank do, you. Do what you need with your lungs, B. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I here to stop that. you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> um Okay. But also in the news, we learn that uh, Woody, whatever his last name is, Bunker Bunt Burton. Mm. Um, Sure. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) He robbed a bank 10 years ago. He has escaped from prison. Um, And we cut to his family home. His wife has gone mad. She keeps talking about how she was supposed to go to the Grand Canyon with Woody. um, And that he'd promised to stay out of trouble. Um, And so back in Freddy land he's like doing the prison thing he's got like a cup that he's banging in between the bars and is he shouting yada yada or is that just what i heard
1: i could not tell you the downside to the quality of this is i feel like they were extra bad during Freddy scenes because they're so dark
0: yeah and And then i I, so i rely
1: on like i kept going like i need captions i'm like oh that's not a thing
0: (laughs) yeah sadly (laughs) not for they no no one has thought to do this for Freddie. nightmares
1: and then i was like okay well i need to be able to see his lips i'm like uh no not a thing can't see that well either so uh your guess is as good as mine
0: yeah he's saying something but then he's like let me out of here," he said. "I'd get good time if I behave." But then he's like, "Breaking out's hard to do, but not for me." And he starts just gnawing on the bars and taking out huge chunks of them, which is kind of adorable.
1: <laughs> he's like a little dog, Freddy. Yeah,
0: um, like just the dog. Pat that, him on the head. Yeah, just like the dog that uh, pisses fire oh. and brings him to life in part four.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Yeah.
0: Oh man, but anyway, okay. So back to the episode. Um, the mom is like hugging a framed photo of Woody. Um, her son Jack shows up, but she kind of mistakes him for Woody, like a young Woody. Um, it's a whole thing. Clearly she is, has become unhinged. Yes. Um, she is giving off major, you, you watched blood rage for oh my keep God, screaming, Vernon. right? Yes. Okay. Yes,
1: exactly. Exactly. The whole time I was like, this is the most like, blood rage vibes like yeah. she thought she was in a different thing she took this so seriously
0: yeah louise lasser intensity <laughs> Oh man, just complete like manic lady nonsense yeah. so you know it, it 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 brings the camp i would say it
1: does yes
0: uh unfortunately she's not given a lot to do other than talk about the grand canyon so i'm not a huge just fan
1: over and over
0: and yeah, it's it's a lot. Um, but basically, through her babbling, she reveals to her son, Jack, that Woody has escaped and he is coming home. Or maybe a cop actually comes to tell him. I don't give a shit. Whatever.
1: Yeah, I couldn't. Like, it's she knew, but they kind of made it infer that she just had an intuition or, like, she says that all the time. Yeah. That it's... he's going to come back for her so they can go to the Grand Canyon. And that's why her son didn't believe her. And then... Yeah, the cops like, oh no, your father's escaped. Is he here?
0: Yeah, and and also he, the, Jack has a lot of animosity with this cop because apparently, like, he has had some run-ins with the law as a kid too. Um, which, look, not to judge a book by its cover, but I was finding this hard to believe, when, looking at him in his kind of burnt green polo shirt tucked into his khakis.
1: There was no part of me that believed this guy had any kind of run-ins.
0: Yeah. And like, you know, maybe that's his clever disguise, but it was, sure. he looks like a fucking dweeb, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: But I feel like that's also kind of my, I feel like everybody in the 80s kind of looked like a dweeb. They were either like way punked out, like in film representations, uh, which is my only reference because I was not alive in the 80s. Uh-huh. Uh, so they're the like super punked out, la like Friday part three. Huh. or they were looking like the dorkiest guys in the world in like corduroy and sweater vests or super tiny shorts like i feel like it's the only thing men wore in the 80s
0: yeah you were either a prep or a punk or you didn't exist
1: yeah 100 percent. that is my understanding and if you try and tell me i'm wrong i won't believe you yeah
0: um Yeah. So, I mean, he might not look the part, but he does have a secret closet gun that he pulls out to defend his homestead against his Mm -hmm. father. Um, a woman named Maggie calls, put a pin in that we'll learn about her later. (laughs) Um, and so basically he's listening to the radio and the radio in this episode is definitely my favorite part of it because what they're talking about is always cuckoo bananas. Um, because they're always talking about something first that then fades into talking about the escaped convict Woody Bermlin. Ber, mm-hmm. um, but the the it's talking about a cartel that has vowed to boost oil production. I'm like, mm, very 80s. <laughs> um, but Jack learns that his father is less than 40 miles away. He does fall asleep standing guard. He wakes up with a gun in his face, um, which I don't believe turns out to be a dream or the first one turns out to be a dream but then his dad does show up right yeah it's okay oh yeah this
1: this episode i feel like was just light on the dreams in general in both parts as i
0: i do really wish that it was even lighter on the dreams for these more not realistic but the more like non-dream centric episodes right because it's like, I just really want to focus on the story that we're telling and not have to have someone wake up every 20 minutes.
1: And then just we have to then repeat the same scene because the dreams are just a, almost always like an intuition for like what is going to happen.
0: Yeah, it, it's such a waste of our time. Yeah. Um, no but,
1: respect for our time, Brennan.
0: Truly. I mean, well, we, we don't have any because we did spend it watching this episode. True. Um, But anyway, so... This episode not only has a bunch of dream stuff that doesn't work, but it also has some heavy flashback layering. Um, Jack recalls um, his fa- his abusive father slapping his mom down the stairs, which we later find out is potentially the reason that her brain is no longer working. You know, it's it's TV psychology. Sure. Um, but then he remembers that there's a loose step because of him like slapping her down the stairs, and so he opens up the step and finds the money in there. Um, as he does, there's a little cash register noise on the soundtrack. (laughs) Um,
1: just in case we didn't register that he had found the missing money.
0: Yeah, no, you know, audiences are dumb. And because they, you know, the, the, sorry, um, these were the dumbest people because they weren't (laughs) out watching back to the future part two instead of this episode. Um, so it was not the cream of the crop. Um, So basically the cop knocks on the door again. Um, Oh, there's a cop like standing guard. Um, But the cop turns out it is Woody the dad. He's like stolen the cop's uniform. And he's like, what? You don't have a kiss for your old man after all this time? And I'm like, "Mm, I don't think this is an appropriate father-son relationship. Um, (laughs) Referencing a meme from today.
1: Uh, From today. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Brennan, we need to find, uh, we need to screenshot this part of the episode. And the only people who will understand is the two of us.
0: You know what? That's totally fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll screenshot this uh, empty page with neither of our faces that says how long we've been recording, which is yeah. objectively too long to talk about Freddy Krueger. Um, so, yeah, basically the dad shows up and he's like, well, we were never friends. I never really wanted you. I just don't like kids, even my own. Um, He does blame Jack. He's like, it's your fault. Your mom's like this. We were arguing about you, (laughs) which is fucked.
1: Yeah, that like hit me in the mom feels for sure. I was like, ooh, you can't say that to your children. That is like never forget kind of shit. Like that is trauma forever.
0: Yeah, that is rule number one. Yeah. And obviously Woody is not a nice man. Um, But yeah, so the mom has come in at this point and Woody is kind of like, Oh, she is off her rocker. I'm just going to agree to go to the grand Canyon with her because I can use her to like kind of escape. Um, but basically he knows, he knows that Jack has found and hidden the money. He demands to need him to reveal where he hid it. Um, and then there's another flashback about, um, you know, Basically, the mom has told Woody that she wants kids, but he's like, I told you, no kids, we're finished. Um, and he's like, I don't want to share you, especially not with a kid. Um, so basically, part of her psychosis is because of him hating kids so much that she has kind of erased her own son from her mind, I guess?
1: Yes. No. yeah. This flashback is then like sort of supposed to be our understanding that this is why he hates his son so much because he never wanted him and he made it very clear to his wife that she was not to get pregnant um which you know uh if you're not aware of Brennan there is a way to prevent pregnancy um between um a man and a woman when they have intercourse but um apparently he just wanted to leave that up to her um
0: uh this is the 80s um <laughs> before abortion was invented and before birth control was invented and before you know before people knew anything about sex you know the wild wild west the 80s um yeah sorry i totally lost my turn oh so yeah the mom shows up she's like i bought a new hat just for you um and it turns out Conveniently, Jack has hidden the money in the hat box, so now his dad knows where it is. Um he knocks out his son with the butt of the gun. Um he pretends that he's going on this trip to the Grand Canyon just so he can like have the cover of driving with a woman and people won't think that he's with anyone else. Um and basically he is dragging the body of the cop and his own son out of the car, like in the middle of nowhere. Oh actually it's the it's the very field where he said he didn't want to have kids, which yes. is Poetic. Yeah. Um, and she's kind of like putting on makeup with a compact in the mirror and just singing a little song like Go into the Canyon <laughs> Go into the Canyon today.
1: You know, planning where they're gonna eat, what hotel they're gonna stay at.
0: Yeah, it's really it's really something. And yeah. she will never stop talking about the Grand canyon um
1: we will find out god
0: yeah spoiler alert um but basically he goes to bury his son in this shallow grave that he has dug but the son is still alive he pulls out his gun from his improvised ankle holster which is his sock um he goes to shoot his dad but his dad swings the shovel down to hit him at the same time and we cut away it's a real uh copacabana situation um there, there was blood in a single gunshot, but who shot who? <laughs> um, anyway, who shot who? The answer is um, Jack did shoot his dad. He drives his mom away, but she is fully like receded into her madness and thinks that she, he is Woody.
1: Yes, he gets in the car and he's like, okay, mom, let's just go home.
0: It's, it's a weirdly dark ending that is not really executed well.
1: <laughs> no, it's really depressing. And yeah. I just, I, so I felt like it was kind of a polar opposite of um, the prior episode where we kind of had this sort of full circle moment. And, and this one, it's like, um, okay, well, all we've learned is that um, his dad was a bad guy who didn't want him and abused the both of them. And now he's dead.
0: Yeah. Which is, I guess, a comeuppance, but it's just it's, it doesn't have the kind of metaphorical poetry that the mime
1: episode has <laughs> <laughs> did you ever think you would be saying that Brennan? no
0: i told i i broke down halfway <laughs> through saying that just because i was like oh the things i've had to say during this show <laughs> uh, um but yeah freddie says a thing about like oh he had the right idea about kids he just didn't go far enough i hate kids yada yada who cares um so um to the next episode. This is actually basically a sequel. It's about Jack, it's about his mom, but Jack has apparently fully processed whatever the fuck happened in the first episode cuz we don't talk about it again. Nope. Um there is a setup for a, like we know that there is a cat and he has a wife named Maggie. Um Jack comes home with a child in his arms and he's like, "Hey Maggie, meet your new daughter." And it's like I was so confused yes i was like first of all i mean we we obviously know maggie exists because she called him in the first half of of the episode but um he's somehow married and also way older than you'd think he is yes um and And has has, a baby and a house um but the baby is new it's a surprise baby his his wife maggie i don't think knew she definitely knew that he was going to adopt a baby but Potentially didn't know that he was gonna bring it home today.
1: Yeah, it's like he just walked to the door and she wasn't expecting to, you know, become a mom in that moment. And then all of a sudden he's like, Oh, meet your daughter, and she's like, Wait, what? Where'd this baby come from? She's like, I'm like Oh, me. I'm glad you're also confused. Yeah, it's um yeah,
0: Maggie is really the audience surrogate here where she's like, um, husband of mine, there is a child here now.
1: <laughs> where did this baby come from?
0: <laughs> yeah, and then but then she's like, She's beautiful who are her parents? And he's like, look, the deal was we take this baby, no questions asked. That's the deal. Um, And I mean, I get why she thinks this surprise, no questions asked baby feels so unsavory, (laughs) but she is obsessed with finding out who these parents are. Although she does put a pin in that obsession for about six years because we cut ahead to this child as a, you know, perfect uh, Damien age.
1: (laughs) Uh huh.
0: Um, and basically, well, it turns out he's he spent the stolen money from his dad's bank heist on this baby.
1: So, like, yeah, this she was an expensive little baby because, I mean, you don't rob a bank to get like a thousand dollars, right? You rob a bank to get like tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. Um, so that's like a prime prime A baby.
0: Oh yeah, great A baby me.
1: Yeah. Sure. Delicious.
0: Um, Freddie does do a sugar and spice gag, um which I don't think has a punchline. so good on him um you, Freddie. but then basically you know we're we're cutting to six years later. the child is like actually a child and not a baby. She runs upstairs um it turns out she broke another child's arm at at school <laughs> and her husband's like come on it was an accident you're acting like she's a serial killer and um Maggie's like I don't think she's a serial killer I just don't know who she is and I'm like Maggie it's been six years I think you know who she is at this point it doesn't matter who fucked to make her
1: no I know that's like and I do like that he brings up the point in like the beginning where he's like even if this was a regular adoption and not, like, on the black market, you wouldn't know who the parents are. Why are you so obsessed with it? Like, we don't get to have the information it's for their privacy and for hers, like, for the better of the baby. Like, some adoptions are open up adoptions, but that's, like, the rare scenario most are clothes you don't fucking know shit like she's so obsessed and is like i don't know my own kid that i've raised for the last six years because i don't know the people who you know had sex to make her and gave birth to her it's like um yeah that works
0: yeah it's it's a lot it's like you know nature versus nurture but like you are fully the nurture. Like you were there for her entire development. Yeah. Um, so really all of this is your fault, Mackie.
1: So look at yourself. Yeah, exactly. And also
0: the idea of like, I don't know who she is. It's like, you get the sense that she's probably said this every day for the
1: past six years. Yeah. Like she never accepted having like an adopted daughter, obviously.
0: Yeah, even though again, it was a surprise, but it was also something that she knew was going to happen at
1: some point. Right, they talked about it.
0: Yeah. Um but anyway, so his uh you know, his senile mom comes in talking about her Grand Canyon trip as always.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um and basically Maggie's like, "I also think we should send your mom back to the home because it's hectic enough here with one child." And I'm like, I know. "Maggie, this the is...
1: audacity.
0: Yeah, and also, they're talking just in front of the mom. Like, she might be not all there, but she is literally there. Like, it's just... It's cruel. Maggie yeah. kind of sucks.
1: She does. She's our rick rake.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, I wouldn't say that anyone in this episode comes out smelling like roses, but Maggie, I have some serious problems with. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so... But she also complains. She's like, you know, your mom is kind of like out of her mind. And she's like, I still don't feel safe leaving my daughter alone with her. And I'm like, but also you hate her. So what's the problem?
1: Right. And your daughter loves her. Like she literally just plays with her nonstop. And at least the mom is like showing some sort of affection, even if it's, you know, Talking about the, the Grand Canyon, yeah,
0: she does well. Patty, the child, is into it. She's like, "Grandma, tell me again about the Grand Canyon." Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "She's oh. here for it." She is here for the tales of the hotel where you can see the sunrise from the balcony, yep. among other things that children really care about. <laughs> um, but Maggie's like, she's never even been to the Grand Canyon, <laughs> and Patty glares her down. <laughs>
1: Yeah, she was very upset over that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> she's like, "Don't how dare you interrupt Grand Canyon time." <laughs> um but then there's the next scene is probably my favorite scene in the episode just cuz it's edited actually kind of well. Um so there's this weird moment where um the the grandma and Patty are making a soup and they're chopping vegetables and Maggie is suspicious and is walking like closer to the soup, but there's this kind of weird montage thing where the vegetable they're chopping keeps changing and it's getting like faster and faster. And you think maybe one of them is actually accidentally going to chop off a finger Mm -hmm. and she opens up the pot and her cat is inside. Yes.
1: Which we must have seen coming because the cat kept getting mentioned over and over not just you know we weren't seeing the cat be like get your cat also i love how he always said your cat get your cat off the couch
0: yeah rude
1: it's like um you guys have been together for like let's at least say seven years at least and you're gonna still refer to it as your cat
0: yeah and also like i mean they have strange relationships to the, the things in their lives. Maybe he doesn't know who the cat's parents are, so he can't fully accept the cat as right. a cat in his house. Um, but anyway, that scene, the editing, it was actually pretty good. It kind of ratchets up the tension a little bit um, for this foreshadowed cat uh, boiling. <laughs> um, of course, this is a nightmare. She wakes up. Um, but the grandma is, like in reality, like vacantly rocking in a chair while Patty sleeps behind her, which is creepy yes um the next morning the radio is talking again um it talks about how another high school co-ed died in her sleep and i was like i think co-ed is a term that's exclusively for college but i may be wrong Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but there's a really funny line from the radio um about how (laughs) Business has not been booming in Springwood, but a third mortuary has opened its doors. (laughs) Um, So that was kind of funny. Uh, Just finally a reference to all the horrible things that have been happening in Springwood for five movies and 44 episodes.
1: Right. Like at what point do people stop moving to this town and like get a little suspicious about um, all the houses for sale on Elm Street? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, mm hmm. I don't know about this.
0: Yeah. So it was kind of a, it was a funny line, but also a little bit of world building of like, oh, actually, you know, things aren't great and people are aware. (laughs) Um, But basically Jack agrees to find out about Patty's parents by talking to this lawyer, but he's like, but leave my mother out of this. She stays. Um, And basically the mom whispers into Maggie's ear. She's like, I know who Patty's parents are. And I, I don't know why Maggie even thinks to believe her because unless her parents were at the Grand Canyon, I don't know how she would know about that.
1: Yeah. I just thought that was such a weird thing to put in because then I was like, wait, why is she being hella creepy? Why is she whispering this? Like, what is this going to tie to? Yeah. And I don't think it,
0: well, I guess we'll find out. We'll continue in my notes. Cause I actually forget how this episode ends. So I hope my notes are good enough to remind me. <laughs> um, but, The husband comes back. He's like, all right, I found out where her parents are. Um, Her parents' last name, guess what? They're the Thorns. Um, Ever heard of them? If you haven't, it's from the Omen, everybody. We're doing the Omen. (laughs) Hint, hint. Yeah, although my favorite part of this, and this part, spoiler alert, is a dream. um, They do find, you know, he's like, well, this is where the parents are. And of course, it's a grave site. Um, They open up the coffin and see a jackal a jackal skeleton
1: what is that it's a jackal
0: so yeah 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 more omen stuff but my favorite thing is that the inscription on the tombstone it says thorn beloved mother of patty (laughs) (laughs) Uh. which you know obviously it's a dream and so it's like intentionally like kind of Antied up and wacky, but right. I just thought that was hilarious. That like, cause she's the adopted, she's the, you know, she's the she's the birth mom of this child who was adopted. So she's not, you know, the mother of Patty in no. a way that would like be worthy of being on her
1: tombstone. No, that so, would not be something she'd like claim in her death.
0: Yeah, so it was hilarious. <laughs> also, Patty is such a funny name for a child.
1: It is. I mean, I guess. What's it's a nickname for Patricia, usually? Yeah. And, I mean, there are Patties out. There are, I know some adult Patties, so I guess at some point, as a child, they were called Patty. Probably. But there's always those certain names that sound just so adult. It doesn't sound like they should be with a kid, even though those adults were kids at one point. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, there, there is no child named Bob.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um but anyway so the there's a bunch of dream shit but of course the they get a big scary like doberman kind of dog which again it's just we're doing the omen folks it's happening red alert (laughs) um so yeah patty picked out this big dog and i don't know why Jack thought the best move was to get a dog, even though his wife does not want the mom or the child in her house. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, let's add to her burdens. <laughs> um, but basically Maggie's at the end of her rope. She finally goes to the, the grandma and she's like, all right, tell me who her parents are. And she's like, who are they? Who are they? And she's shaking her. And the grandma like starts to kind of seize and she, she dies um, she got,
1: scared her to death.
0: Yeah, and she shook her to death, perhaps. Possibly. Um, and we, Patty, did oversee this. We get another patented Patty glare. Um,
1: I'm af- glare. At my mom too. if She killed my grandma.
0: I mean, yeah, I'd, yeah, maybe more than that. And Patty does do more than that. Um, after the commercial break, Maggie's like, and that's what happens to people when they die, and that's what happened to Grandma. <laughs> and patty's like you killed grandma (laughs) and so basically there's a little bit of tv drama for a minute um oh yes okay this is who patty's mom is um patty's mother was a nurse at the springwood home for the criminally insane (laughs) um and she slept with one of the inmates who was (laughs) charming and pathological and here's the part that i was going to bring up earlier but didn't want to spoil um, basically the dad is like, oh, well, she tried to end the pregnancy multiple times. So she had to be restrained. And I was like, ah, that's, yep. This is, this is the level that we're talking about abortion in, in the eighties. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ohio, I don't think has changed that much. Probably. Probably not. Um, but after birthing the child, the mom was like, it's a monster. She threw herself out the eighth floor window. Patty does overhear this and runs away. Um, down a hallway that's extremely shiny and looks kind of wet <laughs> and we keep wet with her tears, I guess, but we keep cutting back to this wet hallway with this really like ill placed light. That's just shining directly on the floor and draws the eye just to that and nowhere else. Um, but yeah, so, uh, Maggie wakes up with the dog sleeping in bed next to her. Um, the dog kind of corners her in Patty's room. Um, Oh, here's where Patty starts like telekinetically throwing shit at her mom um, and like then pushes where shit
1: goes cray cray.
0: yeah like the um, like in any telekinesis fueled thing, the drawers start like clattering open and shut. like people anyone with telekinesis, first thing you're gonna do open and close some drawers. like it's just it's it's only natural.
1: Yeah, I just watched Twitches, and that's literally <gasps> the first thing they tried to do oh with God. their powers together.
0: Twitches, how does that hold up?
1: Um, I never saw it originally, okay. so um, it holds up as well as any Disney Channel original movie. Okay. I liked it; I thought it was fun.
0: Yeah, and I I, I remember liking the book it was based on more, um, but you know, Twitches great in any any <laughs> media. Yeah.
1: Take it how you can get it, you know?
0: Exactly. Twin witches. Who <laughs> could <laughs> want more? It's Unless true. there's triplet witches. <laughs> Triches.
1: <laughs> That's just asking too much. <laughs> yeah. We cannot handle that.
0: Um, anyway, anyway. Um, so there's this kind of carry moment full of telekinesis. Kind of fun. Yeah. Um, love a good telekinetic freakout. She pushes her mom out the window. Of course, this is another nightmare yawn. Um, Maggie wakes up. Freaks out, starts, like, running down the hallway, but Patty rolls a toy down the hallway. Maggie steps on it and rolls extremely far.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a roller skate, by the way. Oh, is it? I thought it was, like, a little rolling car of some kind. No, those were, like, the, like, toy versions of, like, roller skates that you could get. I had a pair as a kid. They Ooh. were literally just, like, skates and, like, straps. That one over your feet, like, sandals. Oh, okay. Like, like slides. But with skates on the bottom of them. But And yet,
0: she rolls for phys- in a physically uh-huh. impossible distance.
1: Yeah, I mean, I never took physics, but um, I think if I did, it would have uh, told me that that was not possible.
0: But regardless of the physics, she does fall, like crash the railing, fall to the first floor, and dies. Pretty fun. Yeah. Um, and then basically patty's like all right daddy i'm ready for that trip to the grand canyon (laughs) (laughs) oh because apparently she maybe has the spirit of the grandmother living inside of her who the hell knows (laughs) sure yeah why not um go with that and freddie's freddie you know does his little thing but he's like i guess jack was right maggie's on a roll and i was like did did jack say that i don't remember him saying that
1: (laughs) on a roll with what freddie uh, no, I don't ever recall him saying anything.
0: Yeah, because I don't think he has a, a loving enough relationship with his wife to be like, you're on a roll, Maggie.
1: They, like, barely talk to each other.
0: Yeah, you know, they only talk to each other about identity and resentment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway. So, now that we're at the end of the episode, final thoughts. Was this a dream? Was it a nightmare? Or did it put you to sleep?
1: Um... This one's rough. I feel like, can I split the two? Yes, teach? you can.
0: It, that That's the okay. easiest way to approach this normally. I try to stick yeah. with one for the whole thing, but they're so different.
1: So the first one for sure put me to sleep. Oh, yeah. Like, Nothing happened. It was so boring. And I was like struggling to get through it. I like kept getting distracted. I'm like, no, watch it. Just put your eyes on it and watch it thank you for Um, your service hard to do yeah um my eyes are mad at me um so that for sure but then the second part like has all the sun kind of like really fun bonker stuff and i like just the absolute full camp of the mom like in this part and like all the stuff with the the daughter and like it should have just been the two of them the whole episode screw the screw the parents they're boring oh yeah um so i would say the second i would consider it was a dream okay
0: oh good I'm, I'm very glad there was something It. it the omen yeah. thing i'm glad they kind of put a hat on it a little bit because it was too 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 much uh, well,
1: i was like getting worried that that's what like the end was going to be
0: <laughs> yeah just like fully just embracing just yeah. being a complete ripoff yeah Um, I do want to, I feel like overall there were some fun moments here, but I'm going to say just a full on, like put me to sleep just for the episode as a whole. Um, I mean, I
1: would say judging as a whole, that for sure be my grade.
0: Yeah. It's just like the parts that stand out here weren't enough to like really kind of pull me in is it's it's a, it's a weird episode.
1: It was really weird.
0: Um, well anyway, if people want to hear you you know, tweet or talk about something that is not uh, Friday's Nightmares, where can they find you out on the internet?
1: Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at B not B, that's uh, B-E-E not B-E-A. Um, you can find my podcast, uh, Keep Screaming, anywhere you find podcasts. Um, yeah, and that's, that's where you'll find me.
0: Perfect. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at It's Raining Brands and Instagram at The Burning Clem. Our artwork was created by Henry Hall. If you'd like to support trans artists, and you should, you can send him a commission at henryhall.design. Our theme song is Living in a Dream by Pseudo Echo. Rate and review us. Next episode is going to be as follows A scientist who's working on establishing contact with alien life, oh boy, um, <laughs> finds his project in jeopardy when his loan shark comes to call. Okay. Meanwhile, Another scientist is researching the communicative skills of an intelligent chimp, but her arrogant boss seems to have more of an interest in torturing the animal than performing legitimate experiments. Um, okay. Wow. The one episode, the one facet of that episode I'm looking forward to is women in STEM, but (laughs) nothing else. Oh boy. Aren't you glad you're not going to be on that one?
1: Um,. Yeah, I'm not sad about it.
0: Oh, boy. Okay. Um, yeah, so thank you. That's going to be that, I dare say. And until next time, you know, sweet dreams, you know, good luck. Good luck, everyone. It's it's a tough time. <laughs> um, all right, bye-bye.